0: Welcome to the Atlanta Jazz Notes podcast, where I profile the many amazing people who make up the Atlanta jazz scene and beyond. Recently, I had the opportunity to interview the incredible vocalist, composer, and educator Carla Harris. Harris is an incredibly dynamic performer, described by WSIE Radio as a powerful singer at ease in any setting, a singer for all seasons who makes any song memorable. In our wide-ranging conversations, she discussed her career, including moves from her hometown of St. Louis to the Pacific Northwest, and finally to Atlanta, where she is based today. Along the way, she has developed lasting relationships with musicians and continued to hone her craft as a vocalist, composer, band leader, and teacher. If you live in or near Atlanta, be sure to check out Carla Harris's upcoming show at City Springs Art Center in Sandy Springs on February 18th.
1: Love is gone. So what can matter?
0: Thank you so much, Carla Harris, for being. Here. I should call you Carla absolutely okay great great and um it's so nice it's so nice to meet you it's nice to have you here can you tell us a little bit about uh just your backstory about your life and and how you got to this point
1: backstory life story okay
0: um
1: (laughs) well let's see you you mean as a vocalist obviously i guess
0: guess there's a just biographical and then yeah and then what what brought you to this to this moment yeah
1: right right um as i look back i i mean i think i'm I'm not um, an anomaly. I'm, I think it's pretty common as a as a singer that you know I sang ever since I was you know old enough to remember doing it. I remember my mother telling me years ago that I would sing in the shopping cart when she was rolling me around the grocery yeah. store. Uh, you know I'd sing doing my chores. I would sing um, you know cutting the grass was one of my chores, and I, I I have neighbors to this day will will remind me laughing that they could hear me singing over the lawnmower. Really. <laughs> <So, laughs> Uh, uh, So, you know, I I grew up in St. Louis. um, And I didn't have any professional musicians in my family. It was not, I wasn't, um, that's not how I came up. It was just more of having an ear that just loved the, I loved the music, loved my parents' eclectic uh, album collection, um, loved lyrics, loved words, and always keyed in on that. And, uh, you know, took piano when I was younger, and um, I just always did. It. I was always in choir. Uh, and then when I got to high school, I was always in some kind of a band in addition to choir and never stopped, you know, I just never really stopped. And and at, in college, I started uh, performing with a jazz quartet for um, a jazz quartet, actually, that worked with young audiences um, and arts out or arts outreach organization and we would put on a introduction to an introduction to jazz show for school kids so yeah that's how I started working um in the kind of the jazz world um on a regular basis and and then just doing all kinds of music you know I was on the club scene in St. Louis as well and and um and then in the early 2000s I got a call from um I was actually I was on a gig that that bassist Tom Kennedy was on and Tom is a internationally acclaimed bassist who uh, works with people like Mike Stern and Lee Rittenauer and um, Ben Vereen and and Dave Weckel. He and Dave Weckel because Dave Weckel is from St. Louis as well. Oh, Hall, okay. of fame, Hall of Fame drummer, you know, Dave Weckel. Sure. They they've been working together since they were thirteen years old. Really? And so okay. yeah. Yeah. So they, they toured and toured and toured and then Tom needed to get off the road. And so he was home in Saint Louis and he wanted to um, You know just start working locally and have his own have his own quartet and so he heard me on a gig and i got um you know invited to be a part of his group and that was a big kind of a leap forward in my journey and my musical path as far as um well as 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 far as everything goes not just jazz but just as as a professional vocalist i did that for several months and then like nine months later we got um my family was relocated to portland oregon
0: and he was based there and tom can he's based there as well
1: no he's based in st louis so yeah i had this this very rich you know nine months and then all of a sudden i had to move and it was tragic for me (laughs) of course i but it actually wasn't because portland has an amazing jazz scene and um i had no idea you know I, i just had no idea and i got kind of i got kind of you know dumped into this you know, beautiful, nurturing environment with these great players, Mm -hmm. and worked a lot. And it was the best, best thing that could have happened for me as a vocalist, I, you know, I built my skills, um, working with these people who were, you know, just, you know, just excellent, built my book, Mm -hmm. um, you know, built my performance skills, um, learned a lot about the business, and it was great. And I was in Portland for eight years, and then uh, we got relocated to Atlanta oh, and, and again, I thought, ah, you know, because, yeah. you know, as a, as a musician, your community is so important. I know.
0: You know. I think people don't realize that when they think that you can just, I mean, most people can just move. Yeah. It's always difficult for people to move, but for a musician, it takes so many years to get established.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So I had to, had to do it again, I had to start mm-hmm. over again, coming to Atlanta. And I didn't know, you know, I, I really didn't know. What it was like here um i mean i went from you know the midwest to the you know pack yeah. northwest yeah. and then woo, you know down to the southeast so i've really been in three completely different cultures and uh communities and it, it, i mean it's been fascinating
0: yeah um, i think you know, maybe it's something they have in common though is that they're not, gig- they're not, they're not huge cities they're not new york or l.a so they're kind of it's it's a nice you can make an impact right away i don't know if that, that was your experience but you know you
1: I, I think you're right i think you're right yeah mm-hmm. yeah and it's
0: yeah. A, small enough but there's still this great community of players
1: yeah uh, just the right size mm-hmm. i think yeah. totally yeah and then atlanta has been has just been really great for me it's it's been um you know the same thing just excellent people to work with and uh great people to perform for mm-hmm. you know, and and lots of opportunities that grew out of out of coming down here.
0: So mm-hmm. and you and you kept those, in the in the connections you made along the way. You've 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 maintained them because you're still recording. Like most recently on 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 certain elements, you recorded with Weckle again, correct?
1: Well, not on certain elements, but on Brubeck. On, oh, on Brubeck. Think. Yeah, Tom and Tom Kennedy and Dave Weckl played on that, and 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 yeah, and then Ted Howe here from Atlanta produced and you know arranged and played piano on that so it was kind of a you know marriage of of of, you know two different uh phases of my life as far as who backed me on certain elements the last cd that was released in early 2019 that was just uh, you know a lot of different musicians uh from portland um, chicago um atlanta yeah
0: yeah oh great, great great and yeah. um, so I have a couple questions. This is about so you so the move from St. Louis to Portland, um, and then to Atlanta. Like, what was some of your, what were some of your formative musical experiences? Like you said, you you did study in college. I'm am just kind of curious about your, like, how did you develop your style? And you have this amazing um, obviously your voice, but also you know, like your diction. People have talked about that in when they've written written about you. How how did you develop your technique and and your and your style? Was it in school or was it just over the course of the years gigging or.
1: I think there were early influences that were probably important for that too. in the time that I came up in, Mm
0: -hmm. um,
1: but my, you know, I was listening to Ella and I was listening to Nancy Wilson and, and, uh, I was listening to Barbara Streisand and, Uh you know, Sammy Davis Jr. And Marilyn McCoo, you know, fifth dimension, you know, just a, a very eclectic as far as genres were concerned, but, um, you know, i think that that was a a big influence in 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 that regard and how i approached the music and then um i think um you know when i always being in choir probably is a big part of that as well too um i i'm very much self-taught you know i I, yeah i really am self-taught i i it's just the truth you know you know take this for what you will people you know, listening, you know, good or bad or whatever, but I'm self-taught and I, choir was my main instruction as far as vocal health and, you know, vocal development. I didn't see a voice teacher. I didn't study with a voice teacher um, until I was in my 30s. Wow. And I, I did that for a little less than a year. I was just trying to learn some good technique. I actually, um, you know, when I was coming up, if you were in, in uh, voice lessons, it was classical. Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i had a very dear older friend um she was a mentor and she and she said you know i just she basically cautioned me against it um i think now that now definitely we are teaching you how to develop your instrument and use it in any way you want to
0: sure
1: pushing you toward that particular style so i didn't have anything kind of getting in my head and and um uh, I, don't, I don't want to say confusing, confusing that, but I just kind of went, went with what felt good.
0: Got it. And you're able yeah. to do I don't know if you re, do. You recommend that for? I guess now, now you're teaching young, young, young students. I mean, I think it's
1: really, you know, listen. I think that lessons are wonderful, and I think that it would have been beneficial in, in certain ways. I think it's important to learn about vocal health and how to take care of your instrument, and how to develop. With my students, what I tell them is that I'm helping you to discover what is inside you already. I'm helping you discover what you can do in this in this genre, you know, in jazz. But I think it's really important that you learn how your instrument functions and how to take care of it mm-hmm. and how to uh, be like a piano where you can sit down and play whatever style you want with your instrument.
0: I have a question here about your songwriting process. So you're, you're writing, especially on the new album, you're writing a lot of the songs. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Yes. I um, I wrote for the last one, for Certain Elements, and um, and I'm writing for this next one, which is a project with Tom Kennedy. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, it's kind of, it surprises me too, Matt, really, uh, because I, when I was little, I wrote short stories. You know, I always loved to write. I am a writer. I'm a freelance writer. I've been a freelance writer for a long time, and um, I, um, you know, I wrote little songs I still remember the first little song I wrote when I was about nine years old. And, oh, <laughs> um, but, you know, I, life, life happens and you put those things away. Mm-hmm. And then a few years ago, uh, ideas just started to come to me. And um, it was right after I moved here. And I think I didn't, ha- I wasn't very busy, mm-hmm. you know, you know, and sometimes. Oh, sure. Yeah. And so when you're not very busy and, and you have, you know, stuff, stuff going on and maybe a little turmoil or whatever the big change you know big life change and uh the juices were flowing and so um it kind of it kind of just flowed out of that it was a really productive time that way um and then more more recently during lockdown you know during the pandemic sure yeah so it's it's a little more disciplined now you know because with before I was you know I was getting melodies and lyrics with with this project with Tom, he has you know given me songs that are composed with the melody, and I've just been writing lyrics. For really, those. yeah. gonna ask just, you:
0: if you're creating it, you're if you're creating it from scratch, are you sitting at the piano and writing yourself? I
1: do, I do, I do. Um, Just to just to figure out my melody, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm working with musicians, collaborating with other musicians to come up with the arrangements and the changes and things.
0: Got it. But with this project, with would- with Tom Kennedy you're able to you he was giving you all the everything but the words essentially and then you're, you're it's yeah. wow yeah. do you find, do you yeah. find that and more the, difficult or I, I know some some writers are, not, are, are you know hesitant to do that or they want to you know yeah. yeah I'm just curious if that's more difficult yeah or? no
1: it's a good question um I don't it's different I don't know if I would call it more difficult because it, it, there's been a hook of some kind Mm -hmm. like a lot of on on some of these he said oh this is you know just this one little you know two words he would he just kind of you know threw off i think this might be a title for it and Mm -hmm. that was enough for me to just go go from you know in most cases um i i think it's i i just think it's it's challenging and it's fun Mm -hmm. to sit down there and tell a story matching the matching the story to the notes that i've been able to match them to i don't
0: know if you
1: writing but. you know a,
0: a little bit but I, that's one of my things i, w- I want to do more of I, I feel like i'm just it's a part of me that i haven't i haven't done enough of it's a kind of the next step um yeah so i have but only just yeah it, it's it's definitely definitely something i want to I do more of yeah but i'm always super curious about people's process too whether they're you know even even to down to what instrument they're sitting at while they're while they're composing i'm always curious because i hear a difference if someone's at a, at a piano if they're composing from a guitar or from different instruments, I'm always curious of, of right. people. I admire their process. For
1: me, it's it's a visual thing too on this last on this current project because mm-hmm. I see the music. I have the sheet in front of me, mm-hmm. and so there's something about seeing the melody written out and, and how the work, how the notes are moving on the staff
0: mm-hmm. that
1: that gives me ideas for for lyrics as well. And and I you know I read poetry. That's been a big part of this of this project. Um, just to kind of marinate in some good um, soulful language, mm-hmm. so I read poetry and and you know develop ideas sometimes from themes in poetry, not using the same words but just you know themes.
0: Do you have a uh, do you have a particular poet you love most, or do you have someone? Um,
1: I read a lot of Khalil, K- Khalil Gibran. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm pronouncing sure. that I pronounced
0: it correctly. think that's right. It. Yeah, of course. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes, yeah, that actually has been a big influence um, for me.
0: That's beautiful yeah. stuff. Yeah, for uh, sure.
1: Mary Oliver. Mary Oliver, another
0: okay. yeah, Oliver, very well.
1: Uh, beautiful. She's amazing. Contemporary. Yeah. yeah, she passed away just within the last five years, I think.
0: Okay.
1: Five to eight years. Yeah.
0: Okay. And when you say yeah. you're, when you say you do, you do writing. Do you, is it is it all creative writing? or Are you doing journalism too? Or are you
1: no I'm I have done a lot of corporate communications over oh, the really? years okay
0: yeah. yeah really yeah
1: yeah I've had freelance freelance clients um uh, over the years and um yeah it's been a nice steady another source of income you That's know really I, I think that as professional musicians that unless you're you know like <laughs> up on those you know full-time full-time teaching or on those upper echelons you know sometimes you need other streams of, of revenue Oh God,
0: yeah i know that Well, i'm sitting i'm currently i'm doing this at my school where i teach in the day my, with my, my little kids middle school yeah. and high school so yes I, i'm a, and i and I obviously i love to write um and i love journalism too so that's kind of where this project came about yeah um, and I, I realized there was there's a lack a real lack in atlanta it's one thing that's missing is just the is coverage of of artists like yourself these amazing artists who are I mean, there's obviously, and you're getting national press and stuff like that, but there's just, in Atlanta, there's a real, there's a a lack of it, it seems to me. I don't know if that's been your experience of just coverage of people reviewing albums or or shows, you know, just in general. Yeah,
1: I would, I think so, and I I remember when we got the word that we were moving here, I went online to try to, you know, just scope out the scene a little bit and see what was happening, and there wasn't a lot to, you know, there wasn't a lot to look at.
0: I know that's it's been a real issue. Even and even just listings for shows. I mean, I miss things all the time, you know. So yeah. I'm, that's what I'm, you know, trying to make a small impact there. Yeah. Um, well, it's so great. Yeah, when- was, oh, thank you. So I was thinking. So yeah, I, 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 about the lyrics in your in your music too. except on the most recent, on certain elements, there's these beautiful lyrics. So um, that and that this is the first time you're doing you you're composing it all. Is that true as as a songwriter?
1: Yes, wow. as the first—that's my first outing as a songwriter. As, as definitely my first time recording anything. When when I was um, in St. Louis way back in the in the '90s, I collaborated with a the guitarist there on on a few things, and we entered them into some local contests. Mm-hmm. It was more pop pop oh, music. Yeah, but um, yeah, but that. But then I just, you know, I I I've been married for a long time. I raised children. You know, I. I had a lot of other obligations, and sure. you know, my priorities had to be had to be different. Of course, so, yeah. So, wow. it's, well, it's beautiful it's stuff. Yeah, you.
0: yeah. The, I was just listening Thank to I was listening to all day today too, and it was just beautiful. So, mm-hmm. um, can I ask you about so songwriters you admire? You you did the album of Dave, and is it just is it Iola? Is that how she says it? Rubeck? Uh, yeah. I didn't realize. I mean, that until until I was listening to your album and thinking about it and reading about it, I didn't realize that they were such collaborators.
1: Isn't that something? Yeah, um, I think that um, you know the songs started off as instrumentals mm-hmm. in most cases, except for when they they wrote the musical, The Real Ambassadors. You know, mm-hmm. talking about the Brubecks, that Dave and Iola Brubeck. Yeah, and, um, I think that she, I think it was just something that she enjoyed doing, and sometimes it was a couple of years after the fact that the song was composed, that mm-hmm. the lyrics came along, um, but. Yeah, I, I, it, people are really surprised. It's, it's interesting when I've done some of that music live and, you know, people will say, I had no idea that, wow. you know, such and such had words. And, you know, even for, even for those of us who worked on the project, like with, with Ted Howe and his producing and arranging it, he'd had the idea to do this album for several years. Mm-hmm. And um, when we finally got this, this songbook uh, the, of the Brubeck music, which was completely out of print we couldn't find wow. it anywhere and ted contacted the brubeck estate and the um their attorney got back with them and and he said i think that Iola's got one of those around somewhere and you know went back and talked to her and and she said she said she would share it wow. and so next thing i know i'm holding a you know package comes in the mail and i'm holding this photocopy yeah. of an out-of-print songbook and and we're looking at it, and and, and like the verse to "Strange Metal I yeah. never even knew it existed. Wow! Never even knew a verse
0: existed. Yeah, that's amazing. And that, so yeah. it, is, it is really one. I mean, that there's because that's what I was reading. When I was reading the reviews of your album. It was just that it was it really was the first that's been out there for the public to hear. Is that correct?
1: Well, it's the first studio, of course. Carmen McRae sang a lot of a lot of brubeck music and did a lot of. Um, and did live recordings of their mm-hmm. music, but to our knowledge, it's it's the first songbook recorded in in the studio. You know, a studio project of it.
0: Really? Wow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: yeah, a great. It's a great one too. Um, and then you have the you have the other album as well with um. That is, is that available still? The twice as nice.
1: No, it's not. Oh, no, it's been. Years. I mean, that's from two thousand seven, and
0: okay.
1: it was my first my first CD ever. Yeah. And I listen back to it now and it's, it's, I mean, it's just really fun to listen to it. Cause I just hear, I just hear a little baby, you know,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's but, yeah.
1: Yeah. but it, it's, I mean, it was the, the best experience, uh-huh. you know, yeah. And, uh, yeah. that was a collaboration with, with Tom, when I was still in St. Louis. And when we started working together, he said, you should really, you know, you should do some recording. And, mm-hmm. and so um, put together that with you know, a lot of uh, great American songbook, it's all standards on that, Got it. which I love. Yeah. I'd do another album of standards one of these days.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you said there's something there's something in the works now, is that correct? Is it something you're working on now?
1: Yeah, oh, that's, the, that's the project with Tom, and it's all, but it's all originals. So okay. it'll be, yeah, it'll be all, and, and it's, it's turning into a lot of Latin. Wow. A lot of, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a couple of things we thought were gonna go one direction have ended up going in another direction stylistically. Mm. And isn't that the fun of it though? I mean totally. it, it, it's the the fun of it is that kind of organic thing where you plant this seed but you're not exactly sure what the you know, what the flower is going to grow into. Uh. And all you're doing is like nurturing it and, you know, trying to you know, make sure it has everything it needs and then one day you go, Oh, that's what you that's yeah. what you want it to be yeah. <laughs> that's you meant to be.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly
1: perfect. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and this is the collaboration. This is the collaboration we talked about earlier where, where he's setting, he has the music written and you're adding the lyrics to it. Wow.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Great to hear. Yeah. Yeah. That's
1: cool. yeah. He's a very, he's a, he has, you know, gotten into composing more and more over the past couple of years and he's been. He's done a couple of solo albums now with all original music and he started to tour. He just got back from Europe and, and it's, for the first time, Tom is uh, headlining. Wow. With, he's performing with Weckl, but it's all his music. Okay. So really getting some, some notoriety for that's it. Cool. I feel very lucky to be part of his um, you know, process at this point in his life and his journey. Well,
0: that's cool. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, I can't wait to hear that album.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah. So
0: so, you told, so obviously you, you're balancing all kinds of things as a performer and also as a writer and as a teacher too. How did that? How did the Kennesaw job come about? How did you start working there?
1: Oh, that was that's another just out of the blue thing.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: tell you, Matt, if you had told me, you know, six years ago that I'd be that I would be teaching at you know university, I would have said what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what happened was that they had a student in the jazz performance. Uh, area and she wanted her focus to be on vocal jazz mm-hmm. and um they didn't have a vocal jazz program oh, so, okay. yeah and so i got a call one day from uh, sam skelton who is the director of jazz studies at kennesaw state and he told me you know we 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 need somebody to uh take this on and i think you'd be a good person for it and i said um are you sure because you know that's t- teaching is not my background and you know that's not my degree program and everything and and then Tyrone Jackson who is the uh you know on faculty as jazz piano he said we have lots of people there who are you know vocal um voice teachers mm-hmm. we need somebody who can help students feel this music yeah and I thought, ah that I think I can help with sure so I, um, yeah. So I, I interviewed um, with with the then director of the school of music, and um, you know they brought me on as an artist in residence, and it has been just a wonderful, joyous surprise yeah. um, at this stage in, in my life and in my, you know, my career to work with these students. Yeah. I, I love it. I adore them. Um, I love the process. I I I think it's invigorating for everybody involved.
0: Yeah. So it's, a, it's a, I, actually now that I think about it. That's when I first heard of you was when not hearing your music, but hearing a student talk about you, and they were oh, like, really? Oh, really? like, "I love my teacher." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. I, think, I, remember, I think I remember who it was. Yeah, but it was it was just like, "Oh my god, I have the most amazing teacher!" And it was a vocalist who so was it was out playing somewhere, performing somewhere. Yeah. Oh
1: my goodness. Yeah. Oh. So your reputation is going
0: out as a teacher as well. But um, yeah, it
1: warms my heart. That just makes yeah. me feel so good. Yeah, yeah. It, it's the best. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so that's, that's so interesting. And I, and I mean, obviously, yeah, you're able to, and you, and you feel like you're able to kind of to teach them that. It's, it's so interesting because I think that's the one thing, maybe the most difficult thing about teaching jazz is that is the feel or like, you know, or what Tyrone was saying, that the feel of this music.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, you know, that's...
0: Yeah.
1: You, gotta, you, you have to figure out all kinds of ways um, completely agree with you because a lot of these students come in with a music theater mm-hmm. experience in high school mm-hmm. um and that's a completely different thing right
0: totally yeah <laughs> a lot of times, i kind of saw a lot of students i'm sure who are very like technically they've they've done a lot of work they've studied with private teachers probably but maybe don't have that experience playing playing jazz or being you know putting in the time so I don't know
1: the thing I love about the program there is that they get so many opportunities Mm -hmm. to collaborate and and you know between the combos and the big band ensembles and recitals and um you know and other opportunities other special events that they that they have there they they're getting uh, so much real life experience Mm -hmm. and as you well know there is no substitute for that no
0: totally I know You, you can
1: see with your eye reel all day long I know there's no substitute for making music with other musicians.
0: I know, I know. I and know. there's no especially, substitute for
1: performing.
0: Yeah, exactly. And especially, I mean, any instrument, but vocals is just such a, it's so difficult, you know, and just the performative aspect of it. And, you know, it's maybe the most difficult, I think, to get well, out Well,
1: thank you for saying that. <laughs> I
0: mean, really, I mean, at least with saxophone, I can kind of do, I, can, I have some things I can fall back on. I don't know, something about the, the voice is just like, you know, you have to be totally, right in the zone and present and have your pitches and everything yeah so. it's very
1: vulnerable it's a very vulnerable thing and it is different i mean every every instrument has its thing but you know vocalists definitely have a little bit different world i i describe it as like you've got the instrumentalist you know circle and you've got the vocalist circle and there's this little segment like a venn diagram that <laughs> in the middle but okay. we definitely have our own world happening over here that we have to deal with and unless you're in it you 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 know you really need to have that support
0: group yeah like, I just have, I, I, that's not my i mean i i just have so much respect for vocalists just the just i mean everything about it but um yeah. i'm curious about well it, speaking of performances you have some upcoming performances we were trying to trying to um time this before a bunch of performances that you're having in february is that right
1: right right yeah so um well let's see first up is The Florida dates so Mm -hmm. i'm going to be with the Joe alterman trio oh really? yeah this uh, Joe alterman on piano and Kevin Smith on bass and justin stark who's also on the KSU um, faculty. um, On drums and we're going to be in Florida um, on the 12th and the 14th doing a show in Orlando and then boca grande but on the 11th we're going to be doing a live radio program for jazz station down there and they're, they're going to be recording it and then um recording it video as well and then oh, aired on pbs from what i okay. understand very cool <laughs> so and then february 18th um back here in atlanta um at sandy springs at city springs at the theater the performing arts center there, okay. and I'm there yeah i'm there with the um i it, this is kind of my cert, the certain elements show so this is this is the band this is the six piece band that i've just had so much fun with this is the band that was with me at the atlanta jazz festival um, last september and and it's um you know it's a very energetic and and dynamic show with with originals and and latin and some pop tunes that are you know uh jazz arranging and everything so good time
0: yeah i can't wait i'll be there for that for sure oh yeah yeah so great Yeah. yeah but um, yes. your music is amazing. I just, I love it. And I'm so happy to have you here and so, so happy to have you on the podcast. So thank you.
1: I really appreciate you um, inviting me. This has been a fun conversation and, and thanks again for what you're doing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like that, well, that, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Atlanta Jazz Notes podcast. Please be sure to check out the website, atljazznotes.com. Also, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Reviews help spread the word about the podcast and get it to people who may enjoy it. Thanks. That sets the leaves a sway.